Well, good day again. Welcome to the Weekly Harvest. My name is Chris Falco, Director of Game Day Operations and Community Relations with the Wheat City Walleye for this week. This is Rob Mann, the radio voice of the Wheat City Walleye for this week. How are you, Rob? I'm doing great. Wheat City Walleye just rolls off the tongue, too. Oh, I love man. that as a name. I am just, this is one of the best weeks. I've waited so long for this, and I'm so excited that the Wheat City Walleye are finally a, not just a dream, but they are a reality. And we are going to talk a lot about that. Very real. Here. There is the logo on your head as we speak. Oh, very excited. Uh, thanks for tuning on in this week, though. Really do appreciate it. Uh, it has been a whirlwind the last little bit. We have not been able to stick to our routine of trying to get these out every week. Uh, it has been two weeks since we did this, but uh, we are back this week and we are going to be joined a little bit with special guest Brett Highland, who, uh, you know, we just had a chance to talk with him um, and one of the most well-spoken players on the team, Rob. And also one of the friendliest. Like, there are certain guys that just, when I got here, because I'm a newcomer, relatively speaking, to the Wheat Kings, and when I got here, just, there are certain guys that immediately make you feel welcome. And Brett was one such. I remember meeting him at the golf tournament, and just the easiest guy to get along with, really friendly, goes out of his way to make you feel like you're part of the group, and as a guy who, my profession can sometimes feel like you're stepping on people's toes, like you're intruding on their space, it's really, really nice when somebody on that side of the equation makes you feel like you belong. It is uh, going to be here. So, yeah, we'll be joined by Brett Highland. Uh, it's it's going to be a great, great chat. He really is one of the friendliest guys on the team. So we'll hear more from uh, Brett and about his adventures down in Washington from being drafted and, and all that good stuff. And then all the latest accolades that, that, that he's been presented with. Uh, but, Rob, now that we are back and we're talking again, uh, first time since the road trip, it was quite a roadie for the weekends. <laughs> I can never remember a one a trip where it went all the way up to Edmonton. You got Red Deer down to Med Hat and then all the way up to Prince Albert. And that's the three in the three. You go Red Deer, Med Hat, PA. And then you got to get back. And you can say what you want about the Red Deer game, a heartbreaker at the end. But for the guys to travel all the way up there in PA and put on the game they did and come away with the four to possible eight points, that's a successful road trip when the travel was that hard. That was a gutsy win in Prince Albert, too. And that building is not easy to play. It's, even it's on a day just, trip, oh. we've heard that. It's not easy. It, if it's just a, you go up there for the one game and you're back, they're saying it's it's hard. I can't imagine doing it on limited sleep after playing three games in four days going into that. The Arthauser Center has almost its own personality and almost its own pulse. The puck bounces very strangely. The neutral zone is a little bit compact and the transitions seem to take place in a real hurry and players are well aware of that. The other thing too is because of the physical slope of the Arthauser Center, like if you picture the seats in this building, they seem steeper than another building. So it's like the fans are looming over you while you're on the ice and Prince Albert fans get into it. And then the other end of the equation is the Raiders themselves. I mean, that is a physical, nasty hockey team. There's no such thing as an easy game against that group. So for the Wheat Kings to go into that building against that team and come out with two points at the end of that road trip was massive. And it does feel, and Brett and I are going to talk about this in a little bit, but it does feel like the sort of game that if you take the right lessons from it, you could use that as a turning point in your season. And now is the time to do that because you're approaching the halfway mark. And from here on out, after that, we'll call it just a hellish road trip in terms of the travel, you get a heavenly retreat on home ice for the next little bit. As beginning here on the game tomorrow night, that's the first of eight home games in the month of December. And in there, only one time are the guys going to be traveling. And that's after the eighth game. There's a bit of uh, uh, like the end of December there, right? It's 
December 30th, yeah, they're Saskatoon on the road. Saskatoon yeah. Regina, right? So, yeah. uh, but up until then, the next eight games are going to be on home ice with Christmas break in between there. And there's a lot of big games on that on that schedule. You're going to be talking about uh, Western Night. We're talking about, of course, Teddy Bear Toss oh, on the 16th. Yeah. That one is a really, really big one. But the next one, Rob, on the docket is the one tomorrow. And if you look around the studio right now, um, you're going to see fishing rods and you're going to see fake fish and a whole bunch of fun little stuff as we continue to plan for the debut of the Wheat City Walleye. Yeah, it's nice that this is finally happening and that it's out in the world because we've been talking about this for, like, we it's got to be going back to the summer that we've been planning this. And I know the logo and the way it's all kind of designed has been your kind of brainchild and seeing it up close and personal, on jerseys, on hats, on hoodies. It's been great. Like, this is a sharp-looking jersey, and I'll bless you for this. So many teams, when they do a special jersey, it's so hard to read. As a broadcaster, (laughs) I can tell you, like, I've seen some beautiful jerseys that as a broadcaster I have a hard time liking because I can't read them from up in the booth. These ones I can read. Ugh. Thank you so much. We have had those as well. Uh, It it is for sure not just me, though, of course. It was a team effort internally here, uh, working with many people on this project. Now, the name itself, though, that's the one thing where I'll be like, yeah, I kind of had that before. Because I've coached my son's baseball team uh, from when he was five until he quit playing ball at 13. Almost, almost every year, we were the Wheat City Walleye. Uh, On NHL, when we do our, 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 our hut team, we always call them the Weed City Walleye and find a picture of a fish to be the logo. Something about that just, I, I always loved it. And the WCW, the initials. Anyway, I've wanted to do this uh, for a while. Uh, I know that Westman and around this area, we are an outdoor peoples. We love to hunt and fish and to camp and to do all that. And if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, uh, going way back in the days with me and Crow, and then even me and Rob here, like we've talked about fishing a lot, but I- I've mentioned my fishing trips many a times in the pod. So they know the fondness of me and the walleyes. So I'm very excited for the Wheat City walleye. It's and, been it's been a long time coming. And we do owe a shout out to the Swift Current Broncos here because this is something that you've wanted to do for a while. But when I the Broncos, have, oh, oh, when they went to the Lake Diefenbaker so Slew good. Sharks, they kind of, like, they gave the green light to everybody else. They helped pave the, 100%, they helped bring in, this was really big in minor baseball, where teams were doing the whole alternate reality, basically. Some just picked different fun names just for it. Some kind of do what we sort of did, which is reimagined, right? So if the team wasn't called this, what do you think the history books might have otherwise had it? So they for sure did that, and the Lake Diefenbaker Slough Sharks, fantastic. I love the name. I love the logo, everything about it. And since then, other teams have followed suit. And uh, this year, some more do. I'm hoping it gets to a point where every team in the dub has an alternate identity. And then those identities can start playing each other. And next year, I don't know. I'm just going to say this now on the pod. We haven't talked to anybody about this outside this room. But when they've the dub has announced that Swift will move back into our division next year. Right. So when that happens we potentially could have a home and home on the schedule. If that happens, you can bet I'm sending emails to everybody in both of our organizations saying, Slew Sharks, Walleye, home and home. Yes, we need a war of the water. We need a fishing derby cup. That's what we need. We need to have some kind of a derby with, uh, anyway. Have Dustin Bufflin drop the puck. That's down the road. For tomorrow night, we're saying for for sure this season, one night only, Wheat City Walleye, but it's going to be awesome. The guy's wearing those, uh, these, jerseys that i i love i i can't wait i gotta see 
whose I want to be bidding on. I guarantee you I'll be one of the bidders as well up there uh, in the press box, um, you know, tracking it. Uh, the auction is going to open up on Friday, and it's going to go all the way through to Tuesday. So if you're listening to this podcast in the weekend and you're like, oh, man, I missed the game, you can still bid on these jerseys. So the game-worn jerseys are going to be online on Dash Auction, which you can find on the CHL app. Make the Wheat Kings your favorite team uh, right there in the menu. It says Dash Auctions. You can find it there on our website, on our social media. Of course, we're going to be putting it out there. But from Friday until Tuesday, the auction goes. And then uh, we actually play on Tuesday night. It is our first TikTok Tuesday, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But uh, at the conclusion of that game, pretty much, is when the timing on the auction will run out. So uh, your chance to own these one-of-a-kind, limited-edition, game-worn jerseys, but not the only way you can get your hands on one because in the team store, you're going to have the chance to buy a Wheat City walleye hat. We got toques, we got t-shirts, got hoodies, you got sweaters, and we are going to be able to order more replica jerseys. They're not going to be, of course, game worns at that point, but you can have a chance to own it. So any fishermen listening to the podcast, if you know any fishermen, this would be some great, great Christmas gifts as well. Um, I know even the response we've had so far, Rob, from our fan base, people want to buy this, but a lot of non-weeking or even hockey fans are finding out about this through various fishing friends and fishing Facebook pages now. They all want to get this apparel. There's a lot of people who are keenly interested in the Wheat City walleye. I mean, you've got a whole subsection of hockey fans that collect jerseys avidly, so immediately you've got their interest. You've got fishermen who have a sports interest who maybe necessarily haven't heard even of the Brandon Wheat Kings, but who want to get involved in this. And I was talking to Lori and Amanda down in the store, and orders have been coming in pretty rapidly. So the fact that we're able to order more in the replica jerseys, that's a good thing, because something tells me when the store opens tomorrow and the stock is put on display for all to see, it's not going to be there long. Well, when she opened up the, I happened to be in the team store at one point, she opened up the box and the hats just came in. The hats were in there. And I was like, hey, can I see that? She gave it to me. I put it on my head. It's the one I'm wearing right now. I said, Lori, this is not leaving my 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 head. She goes, but it's not on the system yet. I'm like, we'll figure that out later. Here's, Don't worry. Here's 40 bucks. Take just so you got. know, I got this on my head. You tell me later <laughs> where and when I got to pay. I'm not taking this off. This is it. This is the first piece of Weed City Walleye merch that I now officially have. So very excited to finally put that on. First and probably stoked. not the last. No. Oh, no. I'm taking one of everything. I, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned that on your Hockey Ultimate team. Yeah. You tend to uh, you tend to make a fish logo and you, you make sure it's the Weed City Walleye. Yeah. I wonder if we could get EA Sports to add this to in. get this jersey on Hockey Ultimate Team next year. Man, how cool would that be? Yeah, I think I think that okay, would be awesome. Okay, you just you just piqued my interest. Uh, pod aside, I want to make a note there. Just even just for me. That's my how that's my sweet. EASHL team's next team name. Holy. I don't know. My buddies back in Winnipeg have no longer any say in the matter. We're Weed City Walleye next year. Oh man. The WCW. Love it. All right, cool. Uh, and tomorrow night, not just that, but we're going to have also, of course, like everything in game, like everyone's been switched over. So all the fun little videos. We're now the Wheat City Walleye, our mini Olympic game. Uh, we're working on like arts and crafts hour. We're yeah, doing you, and, some, you and I tested out a game yesterday that uh, I'm, trying I'm, I'm to. glad we tested it ahead of time. Tested because it did not work. Okay, so we were uh, trying to think of some fun. It's the podcast. We're going to pull back the curtain here for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Uh, we're testing out some fun mini Olympic games because as you Wee King fan knows, or Walleye fans know, that we like to, during intermission when we have time to play some kind of interactive game. We've done the office chair races, football fishing. Uh, you know, we've got Fine Willie, the the uh, home run derby, the BBI Perfect 10. There's so many, but 
I wanted to do something that was really fishing and not just football fishing because we already have that in our repertoire. I was like, no, no, I want us to go fishing. So we're trying a couple different games. The first game I thought of, and I'm looking at them right here, are uh, some targets, just like the ones that you can imagine that you put like on the street hockey set, like the hockey targets, and then, you know, put them around and have people trying to cast and get it in there. That's not crazy visual, and it was kind of hard, and depending on who the person is, they have a better chance of messing up the reel. And this is my rod and reel that you're going to see at the game tomorrow night, so I don't want them breaking (laughs) my good rods and reels. Um, So I was like, no, you know what? I'm not a big fan of that game. Uh, The other one we tried was, uh, if you uh, fans remember, we have these like little like snow saucers. A few years ago, we had this game where it was a local gym sponsored it and it was like those exercise bands so the person would put the exercise band around their waist and have to pull their partner while they rode on one of these discs and it was a race around the ice uh, it was lots of fun well the discs were still sitting here and had a little hole in it and I was like well what if I could convert that disc and work with one of our great local printers and create like a giant walleye what if we could have a massive fish and then we could try and drag it across the ice. And then it went, well, what if we just put a person in there? And then I thought, well, we better try that one out first. Yeah, good thing we, we tested that in a controlled environment. I did environment. not believe. I, th- I thought, okay, at least it was worth a try. But there was no way that my medium action rod was going to pull. How much do you weigh, Rob? I weigh about 195. And uh, sitting on that thing, you know, on ice that we deliberately chose for its chewed up quality. Like, we waited until yes. after practice for this. Because to make that's sure that we, when yeah. the mini Olympic game would take place. We wanted- if it was on brand new flooded ice... I might have been able to reel you in on that. You might have been able Maybe. to, but we wanted to recreate, you know, real conditions. It was a controlled uh, controlled group, so to speak. And you did not budge. Not even an My inch. rod bent over insane, and uh, yeah, it was, it was I a true snag. we were snag. snapping it. It was a snag. It was a snag. I was caught in a massive log if we were on the Assiniboine River. There are plenty of fish in the sea, but this one's staying in there. <laughs> was not coming out. So the game we're going to be playing tomorrow night is going to be the one where instead of the person in the in the little snow saucer, it's now going to be reeling a, a massive walleye. The walleye is going to be like two feet wide by four or five feet long. So it's going to be hilariously huge. And it's going to go literally from one end of the ice to the other. So fun stuff like that. I don't know. As a fisherman, I'm just... Uh, Putting on hockey games, like that's why, of course, love my job anyway. That's what gets me so excited for this. But to do special stuff like this where you get to just have all kinds of extra fun and it's just random almost, it's it's just makes me smile. This is where it's fun, too. Like you get to sit down and say to yourself, all right, how do we intersect fish and hockey how do we get these two things to work together for visuals how do we get our fans involved and this is where the creative side of it comes in and is fun like that's just an easy day at the office oh there were so many ideas i I thought putting people like on our home bench and bringing out my ice fishing rods and then making a rule they couldn't look over the lip and they had to just try to pick up their prizes that way and anyway give us a budget and one day we will put on a (laughs) vegas style production we will have someone fight a giant walleye at center ice we are going to do something that's right we just need the budget and the time and we can we can definitely figure all this out but uh tomorrow night weed city walleye is going to be great but again if you're listening to this after friday you still got time you can go online to the Week king team store online at uh, bwkstore.ca you can check that out and they're going to have all the wcw gear up there as well as available at the team store beginning on friday so um really really looking forward to that then after this game rob uh, we're going to go through the quick uh, at least a couple of these games tiktok tuesday is coming up on tuesday uh this this one, people are like, well, what's what's TikTok Tuesday? It's really all about getting the kids here. So $5 all in gets the kids and youth. So for 17 and under, 5 bucks all in going to get them into that game. 
and we talked about this a little bit, you know, with, with the players, is that they love seeing the kids at the games because for a lot of them, these kind of WHL games were what they loved to go to when they were kids. So right. the idea that they are doing for these kids what WHL players did for them once upon a time in their formative years, they love it. So when the players, you know, see the, the stands packed with kids, they love to see the younger fans out there. Absolutely, we encourage you to bring the kids out. And, you know, it's not just us, the, the guys sitting in the studios or in the booths saying, yeah, bring the kids out and bring money. It's no, the players absolutely love this. They can't get enough of seeing fans cheering them on, especially when they're bringing signs they're getting into it they're pestering the other team in the penalty box it's just it's when the atmosphere is the most fun in this rink and it's when the players have the most fun and people are asking what makes it a TikTok Tuesday well what's going to be happening is for the first time ever after the game we are going to be having a player who's going to be available to go in your TikToks so for the kids who are on TikTok and 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 love to be in them they're going to have a chance to have a Wheat King in their TikTok. So up on the concourse after the game, we uh, do Autograph Alley, of course. We're also going to be having a bit of a TikTok station. So, uh, you know, if you have your own account, you want to make a video with the player, if it's dancing, having fun, we're going to see how much we can get them to have fun with it as well. But it's going to be pretty cool. So which player do you think would do the best TikTok dance? I know who my pick is. You see, that's what we were discussing is who do we get to do this? One, they got to be able to have fun and, and get on board. Um... You know, too, they got to have a little bit of actual like rhythm and skill possibly, See, that's depending, the, the crossover depending there. on who they want to get or what they want them to do with them. Uh, if I was going to suggest anybody, just the top of my head, because I thought he'd be game for anything to do it, it'd be Barney. See, that's exactly who I was thinking. That's, I was, I was thinking, I don't know if he's a dancer. Put in everything. I don't know if he's like, you know, got the dancer's feet or whatever. If he's got the really good rhythm, but I know that whatever he does, he's going to bring a lot of enthusiasm to yes. it. And to me, that feels like what the whole point of this is anyway. And what the, uh, if, if you're going to do a TikTok dance, you might as well have fun with it. And he seems like the guy who would have an absolute blast. Yeah. So player to be determined, but uh, we are going to apparently have a, have a bit of a TikTok central on the concourse after the game so Hank the that's Tank pretty TikTok cool tuesday that's pretty cool so uh we got those games coming up and then like we said we got eight games of the month of december the real big one after that is well okay for western night on december the 8th uh teaming up with dolphin country fest that's going to be a pretty cool uh, night uh we got a lot going on with country fest for that night but then after that the teddy bear toss game this is one that a lot of people kind of have circled early in the year when it comes to the weekend schedule let's be honest you got in terms of the big, big, big ones, you got your home opener. Willie's birthday has now turned into this. You got teddy bear toss, and then you got whatever you want. The next one, like family day, might family be day, one, yeah. bobblehead, and awards night. That's kind of yeah. sort of like the big, big ones. But when you get to this teddy bear toss, all the kids talk about it, just like Willie's birthday. But unlike Willie's birthday, where it's more of like a Halloween dress-up game, this is the one game, the one game where you get to throw stuff on the ice. That's You're, not like a chuck a buck. You are encouraged to throw things on the ice during gameplay. During gameplay. Yeah. With the exception of a hat trick in only this situation. That said, if we see a hat trick, I will be absolutely thrilled. You know, maybe save some teddy bears in reserve. No, let them all go. December 16th. And it's it's one of the most fun nights of the year. It really is. Yeah, it's absolute blast. So uh, parents, uh, you know, be on the lookout uh, coming up the next week and a half for, for those letters that always come, uh, you know, home through through school. So uh, those will be getting uh, prepared and getting sent out. And uh, it's, it's going to be just another another great year of that. And not only with the teddies that night, but if it's the the, the toques, the mitts, 
even the toys. We're going to have both Westman traditional Christmas dinner and Christmas cheer on site that night, uh, helping out with all the donations. So try to help out as many people as we possibly can. And so whatever the donation is that 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 night, we're going to have uh, someone who can use it. So it'll be a great evening on December the 16th. You're helping out somebody in need. You're throwing things on the ice. You're celebrating a Weed King goal. It's going to be a big night here at West Toba Place. You're going to have lots of people celebrating along with you. Ideal evening. Absolutely come up. We can't wait to see you. And it is the last game before Christmas. You know, there's there's a nice break that's in there for the guys to go home and see their families. And you'll get a chance to, you know, take a break if, you, if you're a season ticket holder as well. You won't have any games for a little bit there. But it's your last chance to see them before that break. So as we get set for these next eight games in December, let's now bring in our guests here this week. Veteran four with your Brandon Wee Kings. Welcome into the studio now, Brett Highland. Cue the Daft Punk. We got Brett Highland in the studio. Brett, how are you? I'm good, thank you. We're going to talk about your goal song right off the bat. One of our favorite things this year that we've added in is the custom goal songs. Uh, a lot of players have been showing off some of their favorites, you know, showing off some character. Yours, though, luckily, we've got to hear it a number of times on home ice, but... There's got to be a story behind it because it's it's a Daft Punk song. If people who are wondering, it's end of the line, but it's not one of the more well-known ones. W- w- why'd you pick that one? Uh, well, first of all, yeah, it was a, a pretty controversial pick for me. I had uh, <laughs> mixed feelings about it, but at the at the end of the day, uh, yeah, there's a bit of a story. Me and my brother, it's from our favorite movie, Tron. Uh, we watched it since we were like five, and we just loved it, and. Uh, I wasn't sure how it would go over with the fans. I know the goal songs are sort of for them, so I was hesitant that way. But, you know, it gets me fired up, gets me going. So, you know, when I score, that's what I want to hear. And I just kind of have some swagger. That's what it does for me. <laughs> and I think once you score goals, I mean, let's face it, you could put almost anything on there. The fans are going to be happy knowing that the weekends right, yeah, yeah. put the puck in the net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the, exactly. The first time you got to hear your goal song on home ice, when the goal horn goes off, the goal song follows, what's that, that moment like? Um... Well, to be honest, I I honestly didn't really really like hear my goal song at that point because like I was just like got my first goal. I was pretty happy about that, you know, kind of get get the monkey off the back and stuff. So, you know, it was just just kind of went by quick. But then I started listening in as uh, the the next goals came around, and I was like, okay, okay, and and, and the flyby back to the bench always. Uh, uh, I think it sounds good then. <laughs> it makes it a little more extra special for you at that point. Yeah, definitely. I was kind of joking at one point when you're doing the flyby, because the song is so cool and techno, you got to almost switch and just do the flyby skating backwards. That's what I had Have you ever mind. thought about that? That's what I had in mind. When almost I, moonwalking. Yeah, I was about yeah, to right? say moonwalk when I, through exactly. the flyby. Do yeah. the moonwalk with the flyby. That's, when I picked that song, that's what I had in my mind. I was like, hey, <laughs> like, like you always imagine things when you're a player, like, hey, what goes like your uh, highlights with certain songs and stuff. Okay, when I score, oh, man, how cool it would be if I do, like, a moonwalk past the bench. Uh, but I got to score a few more to, to get the, to that you, point. You get a team on the wrong night doing that celebration, too. You might have to fight off the night. So that, might <laughs> yeah. be, that might be a possibility. Yeah, well, I don't have a problem with, but... Uh, yeah, we might hold off on that for a little while. Well, we're super excited to finally get you here on the pod. We've definitely tried a couple of times, but things yeah. haven't just uh, lined up. And then uh, and then you were gone. So let's let's go back a little bit before we get into what's going on now sure. uh, and all the and, and, and all the recent success. So back in the fall, you hear at the <laughs> beginning and then you're off to NHL camp after being drafted. Uh, let's go back uh, to, to, to that. What was the feeling like in the summer? Were you down there at the draft? I'm guessing you weren't. Uh, no, no, I wasn't down there at the draft. Uh, I wasn't even watching the draft. Um, I, I, I knew there was like maybe a possibility, a chance, uh, but it wasn't like a, a thing I was too worried about. And then, yeah, I've told this story a couple times. I was 
training at my gym, just a regular day for me, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, I got out of there and uh, I saw my phone blow up. It was like the most notifications I've ever had by a mile. And then at that point, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, I think I got drafted. And I, I got the call, ran back in my gym and uh, and told the guys and everybody. It was pretty It was pretty cool, man. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And speaking of your gym, this is actually one of the first videos we posted to you in the offseason was one of your workouts. And you, of course, Weak Kings fans will remember, had to do some rehabilitation for an injury from last year. What was that summer training regimen like for you to try to get back up to game speed? Uh, it was it was a long, long process, uh, a lot of ups and downs mentally, but it, honestly, it was pretty smooth. Uh, a lot of people told me it'd be like, OK, you're going to be challenged here, but like it, the goal stayed the same. I wanted to to come out this year. And so I just kept thinking about that. But yeah, I had a lot of support from friends and family. I went down to Arizona to work with my uncle. He's a physiotherapist. So uh, had some time off there and while well, and get some work in, work in as well. And then um, after about two months of, of rehabbing, I could finally start lifting again. And that's when we started going heavier and heavier. And, uh, you know, I just sort of made it for the beginning of the season. It was just right at the end of everything. So you go from that, then you're just kind of back on the ice and getting your legs under you, and then you have our camp, and you're off to NHL camp. How insane was that turnaround? Oh yeah, yeah. You say like it was, it was very quick, very fast. Like I, I wasn't on the ice very long. Going the first time, I probably went hard uh, during hockey was like mid August. So I, I came back weeks, weeks before then. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a couple of weeks before Brandon's camp. And then I came here. That was like my first game situation since February or, or whatever. Um, so, uh, you know, it felt a little shaky, obviously. And then, yeah, going to Washington, I was very nervous because, like, I hadn't played a lot of hockey, not a lot of game situations. Um, and, but when I went there, I felt like really good. It was just a good, good culture, good group of guys. And, and like, they all, uh, very supportive of uh, of me and and the process I went through. So I uh, um, I just felt sort of at home and and it clicked. It's funny we should start this off by talking about your goal song because you've scored some goals in this building and I do recall at least one one timer among the bunch. So at Washington's camp, how much did you pick up from Alex Ovechkin? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He he he'd be working on his one tees for sure. And and, and I, I was wasn't on the ice with him at this time, but I just saw him out, out for the first time at the end of practice, seeing him uh, wind up for that famous one timer, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like watching this in person. Like it it, it was absolutely mind blowing for me. Uh, I didn't I didn't get to ask for any tips, but. Um, I'm sure if I see him again, I'll, I'll try and pick up what I can. What's one of the coolest things about the building there? You know, like we have a lot of great amenities here compared to even other WHL facilities. But of course, when you go to the pro league, to the NHL, those facilities and building is just next level. What was one thing that you walked in and you just went, oh man, was uh, it the dressing room? Was it the equipment room? Was it the gym? Uh, the lunchroom, something had to get your attention. The lunchroom. Yeah, you said it, the lunchroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah I just, that was a good setup for some sure. Some people have said that before about other franchises. Not about Washington, but yeah. No, we oh. weren't at their, like, the, their game rink that they play out of. It was at a practice rink in yep. uh, Arlington, just like a little suburb. And it was still very nice. But yeah, the lunch spot, they had coaches, lazy boys. Like, if you want to go chill, just fridge set up with everything you could imagine. So yeah, that was, I was like, okay, I can get used to this. And then also, um, they had like the whole building packed with fans for practices and stuff, with signs saying "Welcome, future Capitals" and stuff. So that was like, wow, like this is a really 
cool city. Like they, they love their hockey too. So that was probably a really good part. And we talked about the fact that the Wheat Kings, you know, the facilities here get some attention. When you get guys coming in from other teams, what's the reaction like to the facilities we have here in Brandon? Because a couple times this year I've had guys tell me that as far as WHL rinks go, we've got some nice setups down here. Yeah, I've heard it before. Our uh, our dry room setup that we got going on and, and, and everything they've done to our room, the the whole renovation and, and everything just looks so good from our bathtubs to the... Like I said, the dry room, yeah. And guys that come in, they they just love it, man. We got we, we got the setup, we got the PS5 there, so we <laughs> we can hop on. Guys have been playing a lot of Fortnite recently, so it's just a good place to to chill with the guys and, and just take a load off. All right, if you could list the top three to five games being played on the PS5 in the dressing room, what would they be? Is Fortnite's uh, number one. Then? Fortnite's absolutely number one. It's been at <laughs> okay. the top of the chart for about a month now since the since the new season came back um we we had a phase where we did pga um pga was pretty huge haven't haven't done that in a while like i said it's it's all Fortnite right now and then i'm not sure who i can't remember who it was but they downloaded this this fishing game and it's abs- it's absurd <laughs> like it's it's like i haven't played it but uh guys were getting really into it and it, it's just like i don't know a couple of buttons you fish and try and catch trophy fish and stuff i don't know but that's got to be number three how we amazingly for a better segue into the how Wheat city amazingly <laughs> fitting that we're gonna yeah you know what well quickly forget the wall i was gonna the ask one more i was gonna ask one more washington question uh did you get to spend any time on the ice with Vinny iorio down there oh yeah yeah uh was out there with Vinny. spent time with him off the ice he was pretty good to me introduced me to a lot of uh the guys that were on hershey the the past year so i yeah. i kind of had an in there so yeah Awesome. Okay, now Weed City Walleye talk. Yes. Yeah, what you couldn't have teed that up any better, by the way. Did you plan that? No, that no, that wasn't planned. Oh, but uh, a fishing game is number three right now. But yeah. that's absolutely unbelievable. So, what was your first take uh, on the name, and then when you saw the jersey slash the logo? Uh, I didn't find out till like thirty minutes ago, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Like, I'm not. I, I, off social sure. media. So people are wondering, we're recording this on Thursday, and we announced the name on Tuesday. I think it would have so, been Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, it's been two days, two and days. you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's honestly, funny. I'm not too active on my social media and stuff. Uh, but That might be for the best, though. Like, yeah. How much time do you want to spend on Twitter on any given day? Yeah, but I could have been more prepared prepared to answer this question. Well, so. even though 30 minutes ago then, you got to see the logo, you got to see some right, of the yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on it then? Uh, I didn't understand the wall I had first but uh i think it's actually kind of cool it's like play for one game different name and everything i say okay yeah right on logos freaking bang on like couldn't have done a better job it's it's awesome jerseys look great and more importantly like the the socks like that's a big thing for players the socks that we wear like over our shin pads if those are quality like man it doesn't matter you feel good so yeah and and, and they are you like them they are good yeah Nice. Perfect. Uh, you know what? There's a lot of teams who have had fun with this. There's been Swift, who did the Lake Diefenbaker Slough Sharks. Uh, you had Saskatoon, who was the Bananas uh, last year. Uh, not to let the cattle of the bag, but a few other teams I know have got some uh, reveals coming up, and they're doing the same thing, this whole kind of alternate rebrand idea. Uh, anyway, I-, I think we're going to have a whole lot of fun tomorrow night, and... Uh, 
a lot of the reception so far, like earlier today, I was walking uh, down, just dropping off some stuff in, in our room downstairs, our storage room, and I was carrying one of the fishing rods for the game. Uh, I saw Dom Peter, uh, one of the more, I guess you can attest, one of the more fun guys on the team. Dom just wanted to do what I was doing. He's like, I want to play. He took the fishing rod out of my hands and tried to start casting. Oh, my God. That is so dumb. That is so dumb. Just uh, see something he wants to get right in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just, just wanted to have fun, right? He's like a big kid. Um, big kid, yeah. This year, it seems like you guys have a lot of great, a lot of great chemistry in that room with 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 the current roster. Uh, you know, going back, you're now a, a veteran of this franchise. You've been here for a number of years. What was your feeling coming back from camp, knowing the guys that you had coming into the locker room, and so far giving being back and having that time with them? <clears throat> yeah, um, great group of guys. Um, uh, wasn't wasn't uh, like didn't know what it was going to be like in the summer I, I was thinking about it a lot but uh um it starts from like our, our rookie group and they they're all very good hard working and, and for the most part they do things right and uh i think that's complemented well with uh, a lot of the older guys and um you know we just we, we have fun I, I there's like a uh, big thing is we we don't want there to be like a a hierarchy or anything in the room and and i think we've we've created that we're all uh can hang out with each other um and i think that's that's an important part so yeah it's it's really good and we've obviously had our uh our times when that's been challenged a bit um but for the most part i think we we've done a good job of rebounding and the team is fresh back, for those who may not have, have paid as much attention, the team is fresh back from a grueling road trip. Like, the schedule on this last swing through Alberta and Prince Albert, just the words Alberta and Prince Albert back-to-back -back should tell you that the travel was not ideal on this one. But the team comes out of that final game with a win over the Raiders. What's the atmosphere like in the room after a game like that, where the deck is stacked against you and you guys find a way to get it done? Yeah, that's what I meant by... Like that was a specific example that I had in my head when I was talking about the challenges uh, about that. Like the road trip wasn't wasn't the greatest. Or like you said, it was like grueling, man. It was tough. Just going into Prince Albert on little sleep. We, uh, we had McDonald's that day for breakfast, some of us. Uh, um, and yeah, we, we when when we won that, it was it was a great win too. Probably one of our best games. And I think that's what made it feel so good after. Is everyone knew that like. We all played well. We played the way it was supposed to, like we want to play. And that was the most happy, joyous time after a game I've ever seen. And on the bus, uh, it was hooting and hollering for a while after. I'm sure you can attest to that, Rob. Very much so. Very much so. You guys had the energy going well into that seven-hour trip back from Prince Albert. And what occurs to me is that in the right mindset, that's the kind of win that could really be a turning point in a season. Does it feel that way to you? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Like, we finally got a taste of like what it takes to win, what what we need to do, and that was like such a solid sixty minute effort um, that I think it could absolutely be a turning point. Uh, finally, we got a taste for for winning and winning well. Uh, like, I think this week of practice has been very good. After pace has been up and stuff, so like, I'm just really hoping we can roll off of it. Yeah, that, that that road trip. I can't remember any other time that basically was like a giant X. You go from Brandon up to Edmonton, and you're going down through Red Deer, Med Hat, all the way up to PA, and then coming back. It, it was it was crazy. Uh, on that on that road trip, you guys got you know four of a possible eight points. Um, now you're back at home, and now you don't have to worry about the road for a little bit. Now we've got a whole lot of home games coming up. 
What's that mindset mindset like now that you just look ahead and you're like, okay, we're here in Brandon and you have a whole lot of tough opponents here coming up. Yeah. Is it nice? Is it nice? <laughs> oh, like, would, like, it, it like is... would you rather be on the road or do you prefer like oh, this no. where you got like, a long home stretch? Me personally, absolutely prefer this. Like on the ride home, I was like, okay, I was so happy. We have all home games for December. Like, and we, and we deserve it. Honestly, after that road trip, like it was well earned. It's not like we were playing, like having an easy schedule. So yeah, I love playing at home. Everybody does. You get your, your good schedule for games. You, you can kind of do your own thing. Um, and also just playing in front of our fans is, is awesome. And, and, and we've been doing fairly well at home this year, I'd say. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very, very, very happy after that. And that's when you're at home is when the community involvement really starts to kick in. You start getting the read to succeed programs. You start getting on the ice with some of the minor hockey groups. When you're having to uh, to be a coach a little bit for some of those minor hockey guys, what's that like for you? Yeah, um, I'm, I was out there with a couple of my my uh, billet brothers. Um, yeah, and it's just honestly, it's just fun. I'm not sure if we're we're doing a whole lot of coaching, but just to be out there with them, so <laughs> so give back to them after they they come and support us is just. Uh, uh, I know it means a lot to them, and, and so it means a lot to, to me and to us uh, that we can we can give them something in return. It's definitely a two-way street, right? Like, Absolutely. we love to get out there and help support their teams and vice versa. Then those kids, they don't want to come just watch the Wheat Kings. They want to come watch Brett because Brett was at the practice helping them, you know, and that kind of stuff. So yeah. lo- love doing all that. So, uh, Brett, we've now got this game versus uh, Regina on Friday. For the first time ever, you'll be pulling on a Wheat City walleye jersey. Uh, how many uh, jerseys do you think in your career that, uh, that, that you've pulled over? Like how many different logos do you think you've now worn throughout your career? Oh, that's tough. That's tough to put a number. T- I, I want to say, not including like spring hockey and all okay. those teams, but just okay. like you know, like your regular teams. Um, eight. Probably say eight. Yeah, that's uh, that's about accurate. Yeah, Go back to minor hockey and everything. Because you are a career Wheat Kings guy too. That's another thing. Yeah, all yeah. the jerseys you've pulled on in the WHL. Yeah, well, that's why I'd with, ask going back. With no one exception, dub. with one exception, now because of the walleye. Will right. all have been Wheat Kings jerseys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that adds to it. Um, if you were talking spring hockey, it'd be a whole lot more. But yeah, my minor hockey, it was it was pretty easy. The same logo for a number of years going. So. Yeah. So just uh, during the last uh, home games, it was a couple of awesome milestones for you as you played in your 150th WHL game. You had your 100th career point, and I noticed that you had some special fans in attendance as well. You want to talk about those games? Yeah, sure. Um, who who all came down for it? Oh man, uh, a lot of people. Uh, all my my uh, immediate family came down. Um, Include siblings, every, everybody, uh, step parents, uh, friends, a lot of family friends, um, cousins. That was uh, yeah, yeah. So I think in total there was about twenty. And for even, people who don't know, you're you're from Edmonton. So, yeah, yeah. so to have a lot of those people come all the, all that way, it shows a lot of great support. But, I mean, they were having a lot of fun in those two games. They had some great yeah. signs, uh, some real sharp-looking jerseys as well. But, I mean, they had a lot of atmosphere, I thought, to the, to the, to the, to, like, to the game. Yeah, they, yeah they, 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 go, <laughs> they go hard for sure. They even made the new intro video that we're going to show tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm <Actually, laughs> proud of that one. Yeah, they did. Yeah, 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 that makes me proud. Love to hear that. And yeah, I think they did. They did bring up bring up the energy. They were hooting and hollering and and, and cheering for the team, not just me. So I was, yeah, they 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 did well there. 
And when I talked to you a bit before the game about the milestones, the 150th game, the 100th point, you said you hadn't really been tracking them quite as much. Did they know that you were going into game 150 at any point? Um, I don't think I don't think so. No, just a nice coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was just a nice coincidence. Yeah, it was the first time that a lot of them have gotten to come down to Brandon. Uh, but yeah, I think it was was just a coincidence. Uh, I found out after the game, uh, post game, like oh, you know, we do this thing, we go snaps for you know this guy playing a good game or something. They said for hundred points, and I was just kind of like, what? What are you talking about? And, <laughs> and that's how that's how I found out. I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Got it in style, too, that goal against the Oil Kings, and that was a big goal. When you go into the dressing room after a goal like that, I think it was 2.5 seconds on the clock. That's got to be such a good feeling to go in on that note. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember it. That, that period wasn't our greatest, so if we uh, – and, and Barney had to make a lot of key saves, so if we – well, we got ahead there, and that that definitely helped the morale in the room. And, and I know personally for uh, a player – uh, to get a, a goal in the first period, and it just kind of makes everything more smooth. You can relax a bit and then just worry about playing more of your game. So after you play in those uh, two big games and your next game is in Edmonton, do they all go to that one too? Yeah, they were all at that, <laughs> they were at that one too. that was kind of funny how that ended up being. So your 151st game was back home. Yeah, yeah, back home. Uh, funny story, actually, we, uh, we were coming back from Rogers Arena to the hotel, and... Uh, there was a road. My house is pretty close to downtown, and and we usually drive by it. But this road was closed down, so we had to turn down my street. And so I asked the coach, I was like, hey, "My house was just right there. I was like, can we stop at my house quick? Uh, I just wanted to pop in, say hi, see, see my dog. So they stopped the bus right over front, right in front of my house, and I, I got to go in. So that was a, that was a nice welcome home. Um, but yeah, then playing in front of them after they, they were here is. Uh, again, it, it was nice. They they uh, didn't disappoint yet again. And, uh, yeah, we had fun. It's one of my memories from that particular part of the road trip is the bus stopping on a street in the middle of Edmonton, a, a relatively nondescript street, and then just seeing a porch light and you coming sprinting down the stairs with three great big dogs standing in the light of the doorway watching you go. They looked like they were happy to see you. Uh, I was... More happy to see them. Uh, I, I miss my dogs. Love those guys. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was pretty special. I did like we love dogs and talk about it all the time on the podcast. So, what kind of dogs do you have and what are their names? Okay, so the oldest is uh, her name is Prima. She she uh, she's a Rottweiler. Um, I just uh, she's the best. She's the best. Uh, and then our uh, our middle dog. Uh, she, he was a rescue, so he's we don't exactly know his uh, yep. what, what breed he is. He's a, he's got some pit bull in there, got some got some other things, and then our, uh, the youngest is a German Shepherd. Uh, his name's Bo. He's a he's a cuddly little guy. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the pack. It's uh, it's our security for the house. I was yeah. gonna say anybody breaks into that house, staring down a pit bull, cross a Rottweiler, and a German Shepherd is gonna run as fast as he can the other direction. Yeah, and in uh, in the part of the part of town that we're close to, it's uh, we might need that, and uh, saves money on a security system. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it works. 
I'd be such a bad robber. Oh, oh he will be. <laughs> That's why I play with the dog. <laughs> you ever see that that video of guy breaking into a garage and the golden retriever comes up wagging his tail at yes, him? Yes, and, and he just ends up playing with the dog? He ends up playing with the dog instead of stealing the bicycle. Yeah, and then that he would, leaves. That would be me yeah. as a robber. And oh, just, yeah. No way I'd get any robbing done. Wouldn't be able to do nothing to the dog except play with him. That's right. Yeah. Give him some belly rubs, too. <laughs> be on my way. I broke yeah. into your house just to see your dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, coming up, uh, we got like all like I said, all these home games. But appreciate you taking time out of your day. And we said we we're gonna have you for twenty minutes, and we're and we're just over. But uh, thanks for stopping by here, Brett. Oh, thank you guys. This was a lot of fun. Or thanks again to Brett Highland for being here in the studio. Now, while we were playing that interview, Rob, we both just got some text messages, and here on the podcast, we got some some breaking news here tonight. Uh, it's going to be announced coming up at 6 o'clock, so we're going to make sure this pod won't drop until after that, but your Brandon Wheat Kings have just made a trade today, and you got the details. Yeah, it's not every day we get to break news on the podcast, but we are doing exactly that at the moment. Uh, Caden Sadrick Kang, 20-year-old defenseman for the Wheat Kings, is going back to British Columbia, his home province, and coming back the other direction, a big, nasty right shot D man, Jackson D'Souza, six foot five, about 210 pounds. He is not afraid to mix it up, and he had six goals last year for the Rockets. He's coming in about a uh, about a half point a game, seven points in 15 games so far this season for Kelowna. So big guy, bit of snarl to him, a little bit of offense. I think Wheat Kings fans are going to take to him pretty quickly. We don't know for sure yet whether he will be here in time to don the Wheat City Walleye jersey, but going forward, he is going to be a big part of this Wheat Kings team, and I mean that in more ways than one. That would be a very quick turnaround to get all the way out here. Uh, but, you know, crazier things have happened. And, uh, you know, we do have airplanes these days. So, yeah, at that point, you're looking at a flight rather than a drive. I know yeah. the, the drive from Kelowna, we're talking, ooh, that's got to be 14 hours, maybe 15, yeah. maybe more. I thought it's what? It's like 11 to Calgary, isn't it? Oh, goodness, you're right. Yeah, I was going to say because 11 or 12. Kelowna to PA last year when I was with the Raiders, Kelowna was where we ended our trip. And that was about a 15-hour bus ride. Now, you got to factor in that you're going quite a ways north on that one, so that changes things a little bit. But, yeah, you're, you're talking about longer than I would certainly want to spend in a car before playing a hockey game. Well, you know, uh, personally wishing all our absolute best to Caden Sadra Kang. Caden, uh, while he was here, was nothing but very nice and respectful to me. Uh, me and him got got along in all the community events that he, he already took place while he was here. Uh, he was a great ambassador for the Wheat Kings. So uh, I wish him all the absolute best out in BC. I am glad that he, one, gets to go back to his home province. It's always nice when the kids get to play closer to home, but also then more so that he didn't get to stick in the division because uh, when you <laughs> trade guys in the division, those are the ones that always seem to come, come back and kind of bite you more often than not. Um, this one, at least he gets to be home and you know, we don't have to see him that much. What an <laughs> so ominous thing to, to say. It doesn't have to get us. What an ominous thing to say right before Tony Wilson makes his return to West Oba Place. <sighs> see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but hey, Mateo Michaels is that's in the right. same boat. You, know, you might see the boat. exact same thing. Exact same boat. And actually, we're going to, you know, I say that, but BC does come here and Kamloops is going to be coming here and Kelowna. Yeah, so, Kelowna's here actually so before too long. We're going to be having, uh, you know, all the BC teams uh, make their make their returns here next little bit. First time in four years for Kelowna. They were here in 2019. It was, it was before trip. the shutdown. I know it's, yeah. it's it's hard to believe that we still haven't had those teams here since then, but we haven't. So. It's it's just weird to say out loud. Four years is such a long time not to see a team in the same league as you, and yet here we are. But it's going to be great to welcome them back. It's going to be funny for Caden Sadrick Gang. He's going to go all the way out to Kelowna and then end up right back here two weeks later. <laughs> I didn't even think about that either. That's a long way to be traveling. A little extra road trip for him there. That's all. There and back again. A hockey player's tale by Caden Sadra King. Well, well I, I, again, though, wish him absolutely all the best. He was really, really great while he was here. And, uh, you know, they're going to get a good guy out there. So I'm sure he's going to be happier to be closer to home, too.
Being closer to home is never a bad thing for a player. No, no. Yeah. Uh, okay, so anyway, breaking news here in the pod. That's the first time we got to do that in quite a long time. I um, will say it is. Yeah, I like, think the last wow. time we actually like, broke during news the pod, was, but for I want to say break... Jared Jacobson was on here, and along with uh, with Connie from the Keystone Center, oh, that right, was the last yeah. time we broke news on the podcast. Yeah, but even that, we we broke it on the podcast, but it didn't break during the podcast. Yes. Like, like this, we're all just kind of finding out while we're doing this. So kind of an exciting day. On top of already a crazy, exciting day, and this has been a, a whirlwind day around here. We've had a lot of moving parts with the walleye takeover happening tomorrow night. So if you normally do watch the podcast on YouTube, uh, apologies this week, but we were just didn't have time to get uh, the, the camera line set up in here when we wanted to get this recorded. We're already way past that actual office time here like we're just hanging around doing the podcast uh you know on on wednesday night now but hanging out talking night. hockey as one so, does you know exactly we're just kind of doing it so uh but thank you so much for for tuning on in and and for listening to us here this week as uh, we make the return to the weekly harvest and we really hope that uh you can join us here on Friday night as the Wheat City Walleye make their debut. But if you can't, we just hope to see you at one of these next few games. There's a whole lot of choices in December. And uh, the one thing I also want to mention before we get out of here, uh, we talked about, you know, the this next six games before the Christmas break. Those two games right after the Christmas break are always very special, especially that December 27th game. We always kind of call that home for the holidays hockey. That's the game that a lot of people who used to be from Brandon or Westman, they're coming back here for Christmas and they're still in the area. A lot of them will stick around for that 27th game and then go home on the 28th. You know, if you want to go back and be wherever you're from in time for New Year's or stuff like that. But to have that one game where everybody comes together, uh, that one has been growing in popularity as well. So uh, whatever the games are in December, if you're listening to this, you know, when you're in Brandon around the Wheat City, we hope to see you at uh, many of the games. If you're a Wheat King fan listening from afar, maybe coming back home for Christmas, we'd love to see you at that game, wherever it was, just, um, you know, or whenever you do get back here. Thank you for supporting the team if it's the wildlife if it's the weak kings and uh, and thanks for listening always a pleasure to have people tuning in and it's hey we got to break some news we got to chat with brett highland this i would say a fun podcast it was all good rob thank you so much always a pleasure chris all right everybody have yourself an amazing week and we will talk to you tomorrow night keep those lines tight fish on cheers